This is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. Over. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. Thank you, Gerald. It is Thursday, April 2nd of 2020, and you are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour, the quarantine edition right here on Radio TFI. From the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. And from the Radio TFI Executive Tower in Queens, New York, it is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good evening, sir. (laughs) Good evening, kids and kittens. And I apologize for a little technical glitch right there. I was adjusting John's uh, tone, if you will, and my my hand slipped. John, you'll hear it on the replay. (laughs) <laughs> I made an adjust. Oh, oh, oh. I made an adjustment and I slipped for a second there. So you, you sounded like you, you were. Be- just- you sounded like you had a my pillow right over your face. <laughs> I think you'd like to arrange that sometimes. Tell yeah, you the truth, but, there was a know. couple of minutes earlier, but uh, <laughs> during the pre-show, if I didn't say good evening, kids and kittens, how are we all doing tonight? I trust we are all doing fine as always. Uh, before we get into anything else, I'd like to get into, let's play Dr. Medley, Professor Medley, excuse me for you. And again, the, the most solid phrase I have heard, and I believe we all need to hear throughout this entire mess. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus yeah, and change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behavior so you won't get it. Think about changing your behavior so you don't give it to somebody else. And there you go. You're right. Very, very sage advice. So I was wondering here, maybe it's we got to start giving a quarantine count. How many days... Have you been in quarantine except for the uh, well occasional trips to the store? Well, let's. The last day I went out to work was the thirteenth of March. Now we found out we weren't going to work that night. Our shoot was canceled. So since I've been home, since I got home on the thirteenth, uh, I'll start on the fourteenth. So let's see, seven fourteen. 15, wait a minute, 7, 14, 15, 16, 17. This is day 19 for me. Yeah, like I was, uh, like I was telling uh, uh, Jafar earlier this, uh, this week, I wish I could, uh, no, it wasn't Jafar either. It was uh, my, 
my buddy uh, Waleed Sambal, guy that runs Blue and White Taxi out here, okay. where he was suggesting people stay home, and I sent him a tweet and said, "Well, I wish I could." Yeah, but uh, oh, I saw that. I, I saw that tweet. Yes, I, I told the. I think I told told you and told the listeners that he actually offered uh, offered me some disinfectant if I needed it. Well, you told yeah. me that. I don't know if you uh, t- tell tell the story again anyway, because I know for a fact you told me, but I think that's when we were on the phone. Uh, the well, other day. Waleed Sambal, he is the, I don't know what his role, I'm assuming CEO of uh, Blue and White Taxi, kind of our largest uh, competitor, if you will. And uh, he'd put out a tweet basically saying people should stay home. And um, I said, I tweeted back to him and said, I wish I could. And he didn't hesitate. Heck, five minutes later, he um, tweeted back. He said, you need anything like disinfectant or anything along those lines. Just let me know. I'll do what I possibly can for you. Now, Listen, we're not close personal friends. Uh, he knows uh, he knows I don't care much for his policies. He knows I don't care a whole lot for his drivers, just the way they do things. And but yet he he put all that aside, and uh, it was a hell of an offer. Now I haven't had to take him up on it. Oh, um, the fake uber driver i don't think i told told the listeners this either the fake uber no. driver uh gave me uh uh three n95 masks by the way so i'm oh, now good. i'm into the i'm in the habit now of wearing the mask when i have a passenger and also when i go into a store of any kind well bear in mind once you have a passenger just because they leave the vehicle does not necessarily mean the the risk is gone. It's all good. No, no, it's not. But I but I do have dis. No, I know that. Okay. The uh, the um. I still have my half a can, the industrial size uh, can of Lysol. I still have the. I just uh, got a. Uh, couple of uh con- or containers of uh sand or of uh disinfectant wipes so i'm getting in the habit of wiping down the car and also spraying uh spraying in the car not after every passenger but i'd say after every other passenger well you trust every passenger i, give that- I don't trust you who the hell are you talking about i don't yeah. trust anybody but on this earth john i am the only person you don't have to worry about i just have to worry about you in other that is true realms the, outside outside coronavirus but we know for a fact <laughs> neither one of us are going to infect the other with, well with covid19 this is true so you're this is stu- true you're stuck with me just for that alone just for that alone, because I'm probably <laughs> the only person you know that can hook up and see you and talk to you under these conditions. <laughs> nice, clear, and... Uh... Yeah, this is... <laughs> this is true. Well... Thank you, thank you, Internet. Well, 
You know, you'd mentioned uh, you'd mentioned a time ago off air that you uh, um, that you were thinking about going to Zoom, mm. and I'm I'm hearing that a lot of these schools that are doing remote learning are using Zoom. It's a pretty good platform, from yes. what I understand. Yes, uh, I was going to look into it, but uh, <laughs> I got enough trouble right now. Just trying to get us up on the air because certain people don't show up until five minutes before airtime. And <laughs> you're full of easy, caca. easy now, easy. Now. Hey, I've I used a word that was only understood by three quarters of the population. <laughs> well, uh, what can we say? I trust everybody's having a good day out there. I hope. I hope and pray nobody you know or have come in contact with has been diagnosed with this dreadful disease. Uh, here in New York, we've got we've got a ways to go yet, but make no mistake, kids and kittens, it's coming your way. It is coming your way. Uh, be prepared. Stay at home. Stop the spread. This is what's important right now is stopping the spread. So I would say. I would say that we have done. Uh, I think we were rated by the by some some place that can actually track your cell phone movement. Here's another story for another time. Mm. But uh, somebody that can actually track you and see what you're doing. Uh, apparently, we're doing pretty good. We're rated. Uh, we've got an A rating uh, as far as staying at home and doing. We who? Uh, Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. Well, I didn't know who you were referring to. Uh, Um, No, Minnesota's done a good job with it so far, so. Okay, well, but it doesn't That doesn't mean mean we're not going to get it. That's correct. Everybody, there's a lot of misinformation out there, and people get. Oh, you ain't lying. People want to get into a comfort zone. Oh, I hear it's going to bypass us. Who? Take nothing for granted. When somebody says, I hear, fill in the blank, ask for a source. Get a source. Who told you that? Oh, my friend's cousin's mother's aunt's uh, barber told me that. Well, that's not a reliable (laughs) source at all, okay? Not at all. Don't believe everything you hear right now. Listen to the scientists. Listen to the medical people. Don't listen to anybody from the White House that doesn't have an MD after their name, okay? Because that's a that's did a you so? Of- did you even listen? You said you woke up about halfway through the uh, thought I was having a nightmare. The rally there. Thought I was having a nightmare. <laughs> Kushner was speaking. Oh my! Oh god, that's a that's a yeah, exactly. All right. Well, oh again, man, we, we trust everybody's doing well. We're here for you. Uh, if you'd like to call, John, what's that number again? 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. You can also get a hold of us uh, via the Twitter, at Taxi Stand Hour. And by now, by now, you know you can also call collect from any payphone if at, you find one. boy. Now, moving into tonight's feature presentations... One of the things that John loves to talk about when uh, when we would occasionally play a record, uh, 
and when we do it now and it's it's got a little bit of length of it what is it you like to call that john what is that the dj's best friend yes it is well you know what we got tonight don't you we got a bunch of that we got a whole let night me, let of, me put it to you this way the the, the shortest the, one <laughs> the shortest one is seven minutes and 42 seconds <laughs> that's the shortest song we'll play tonight and we've got it from all different genres, all different uh, eras, if you will. Although I have no idea what this one you got at the bottom of the list is. But Sing, uh, sing, sing. Yeah, what it's the an, hell is uh, that? It's an upbeat number. You know what, John? Just for you. Uh, it's by the BBC Orchestra. We're going to start for, start with that. You found the Taxi Stand Hour Quarantine Edition here on Radio TFI. Thank you. 
And you're listening to Radio TFI, the Taxi Stand Hour Quarantine Edition. Leave it to Mr. Ed Van Ness to come up with a song called Sing, Sing, Sing by the BBC Big Band Orchestra. Boy, problem with that is, ain't nobody singing. <laughs> the original version from 1936 by Louis Prima uh, has has lyrics. Uh, there's oh, it also does. A, okay. The version we just heard was actually made famous by Benny Goodman in 1937, 1938. A lot of what you hear in the middle there, the drum solo, uh, the flute, and the piano were all improvised originally. Okay. Uh, Here here it's intentional, but uh, the band did that. uh, Apparently one night they were playing, and the drummer, when he was supposed to stop, just didn't. And it became part, (laughs) part of the tune from way back I mean, it was since all the way then. Anyway, you know what I'm trying to say. Some 84 years ago, huh? Something like that. Something like that. If, if my you... math doesn't fail me here. So let's move on. What do you you want to move on or you want to talk chit-chat? Eh, we can move on here. What the hell? All right. Uh, hey, you, prom- you promised me some uh, meatloaf here now. Not and necessarily you... hungry. And you, well, promised you promised me, you, me some meatloaf. And you promised me you'd speak into the microphone. Jesus, if I get any closer, I'm going to eat the son of a bitch. Paradise by the dashboard light. Meatloaf, you found the Taxi Stand Hour Quarantine Edition. And now our bodies are so close and 
by the dashboard lights here on Radio TFI, the Taxi Stand Hour Quarantine Edition. Oh, actually, you know, Ed suggested I just go into the, into Wikipedia here and just kind of look at a few things 
about this song and actually some in, some interesting stuff that I definitely didn't know. Uh, it's become a staple of classic rock radio, by the way. And it's funny because the only, it was on the Bad Out of Hell uh, album. And, you know, the only song I really knew out of uh, Bad Out of Hell was uh, Two Out of Three Ain't Bad. And then a friend of mine turned me on to this song and pretty cool stuff here. And, there's there's uh, a number of good tunes on that album, which was really the only big album he ever had. Yeah, this is true kind of a one-and-done type guy, although he does still, still do some live performances, so... Yeah, and he acted, uh, and uh, and remember, he played he played Eddie in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure, that was his big break. Uh, so, Ed was... T- Ed and I were talking while the, while the song was going about the baseball uh, broadcast. Now, the Scooter, uh, Phil Rizzuto. Yes, New York Yankees announcer. Yeah, well, just just to uh, Phil Rizzuto, after he retired from playing ball with the Yankees, became uh, one of the broadcasters for the team. He was with them, oh my goodness, I don't know, seven, eight hundred years. He was... Uh, he, he Is Phil would, Rizzuto still with us? Or? No, no, he's not. Phil Rizzuto got okay. to the point where, I mean, it was a very, to listen to Rizzuto do a game, I mean, it, it was like just having a conversation with somebody because he would get off on topics, mm-hmm. Mrs. Mangiotti's tomato sauce and all sorts of good things. <laughs> uh, it got to the point near the end, and he was getting old. I wasn't living here, but I, I remember being told about it. Uh, Rizzuto would leave at, after the seventh inning to beat the traffic across the George Washington Bridge so he could get home to New Jersey. And this Smart sta- man. Yankee Stadium is right there. And also, at that time, he wasn't doing road games anymore. He was just doing the home games. Oh, but, okay. Uh, this, Phil Rizzuto was a great little shortstop. He was, he was in there with Mantle and all those. And uh, Actually, he bridged. He was with uh, when DiMaggio was there, and I think just when Mantle arrived. So he kind of bridged okay. those, those two eras. But I, I digress. So Ed was telling me here that uh, he was kind of ticked off about the fact that uh, uh, the song was used, or his play-by-play, rather, was used in this song. And uh, reading with this, uh, reading on this, it actually, uh, Rizzuto, it says here that Rizzuto feigned ignorance to stifle some of the criticism from a priest and was fully aware of the context of what he was recording. So now that was news to me. Kinda, I, I was always under the impression that you know, that's the story I understood was that mm-hmm. they paid him to do this very generic uh, ball game call mm-hmm. with specific items in there, and uh, and he really wasn't aware of the context it was going to be used in. That that article disputes that, so I'll stand corrected. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to realize too, it's coming from. Wikipedia, you know, Wikipedia is a nice tool, but, you know, sometimes some of the not, articles the, are put yeah. together by tools. <laughs> so it is not the be all and end all uh, as much no, as they would it, like it. It really to be. isn't. So, but, uh, so one thing I thought it was always funny listening to the very end of the, of the call there. And it seems like when he's coming for the suicide squeeze, he really 
drags that on. Well, and so you're thinking, okay, a suicide squeeze, that should be bang, bang almost. And But you got to <laughs> think about this, okay? And, and, mm-hmm. and then, you know, compare and contrast to what's going on about it. Uh, if you're doing a suicide, suicide squeeze, you've got this great buildup in your mind. Do I do it? Do uh-huh. I not? Do I do it? No, no, disregarding a coach waving you on. Mm-hmm. You know, and you get that tingling in your legs. Do you go? Do you not go? Is this the right time? Think about being being in the backseat of your Jebby with your uh, with your sweetheart, with your best girl of the week. Do I? Don't I? For the week, right? Do I? Don't I? You know what's? You know I want to, but you know, will she kick me in the ass? And you know. <laughs> And there's there's that <laughs> that fear and the the anticipation, and uh, and then you go for it, and uh, hallelujah. And she says, "Stop right there! Stop right there! Hold on a second, Skippy. We will, but <laughs> but, and you know, and I love the line. I'll love you till the end of time." And now I'm praying for the end of time. I'm praying for the end of time. He's going to stick to his word. He said, I'm there with you, baby. (laughs) Now he just wants it over. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, kids and kittens. uh, We all have distant memories of of those kind of days, those situations. And, oh, I'm not about to start telling mine because... (laughs) So sure, you and me both. <laughs> you and me both, my friend. I would By the way, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. Is this the day that we hear from somebody, and I'm not, don't take me wrong when I say this, is this the day we hear from somebody other than Mike, Mike King. King? We love you, Mike. <laughs> we, we love, love you to Mike, pieces. And by the indeed, way, just, we're just not, before... Before we finish up about this song, just one thing. Mm-hmm. Always remember, kids, don't let your meat loaf. Of course not. Of course, <laughs> now that I'm 57 years old, I don't know that I have a whole lot of choice in the matter. But <clears throat> as, a, as a friend of mine once said, that soldier don't salute anymore. Anyway, speaking of meatloaf exactly. and stealing home, wouldn't this be about the perfect time for a little foreplay? Sure, why not? Take us into it, pal. All right. I guess I have to take you into it. So it is... Good Lord, who is this again? You found a taxi stand hour. I know this. Oh, Boston. Jesus Quarantine Christ. Quarantine edition. Come on, come on. On Radio TFI. All right, start again. Hurry up. We got time. Do the whole thing. Okay. Okay, it's Boston. From God knows what year. You're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TF.
Hi, this is Mike King. If you want to talk to the guys at the Taxi Stand Hour, call us at 754-800-CHAT. That's 754-800-2428. Join the conversation. Thank you, Mr. Mike King. Uh, by, by the way there, uh, Ed, are you, uh, you have, have you set the date for the uh, disco? No, I haven't, I haven't been in touch with Mike. We've got to get him set up. Uh, I'll probably give him a call tomorrow uh, night. And, and, uh, but we're hoping to do that real soon. Real soon. I'm just getting my sound effect with the fire. You know, like the, the big disco record burn there at uh, Comiskey Park. <laughs> I wasn't Comiskey. Oh, yeah, it was Comiskey Park. It that, was. That was, uh, oh, I can't remember. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I can see him. I can see the DJ. The name is escaping me. I can see it. Uh, it isn't Dr. Demento or something. No, like that, no, it? no. It was a local Chicago guy. Oh, oh okay. this is killing me. He was huge at the time in Chicago. He was huge at the time. This is, oh, this is, this is hurting. We're, we're going to look that up. We're going to look that up. But in the meantime, in the meantime, Time for a little CCR here on the Taxi Stand Hour. Settle back, relax, put your feet up for this one.
Radio. T-F-I. And that was the California Raisins with Heard It Through the Grapevine. Good Lord. Right here on Radio TFI on the Taxi Stand Hour Quarantine Edition. No, I I, I know better. It, it is Creedence Clearwater Revival. <laughs> don't, don't, don't worry, I haven't gone completely cuckoo. I can still have that image in my mind of those raisins playing their instruments and dancing around. Yeah. And <laughs> Do you know what's interesting? We have in the vault, we have three different versions of that song. You have three virgins in the vault? Three. Well, there's no, that's the other room. That's that's the other oh. side. Three. What ver- the hell are you doing out here with me? <laughs> hey, we have three versions <laughs> of this song available to us. And the other two are also popular hits. Can you name the artist? Mm-hmm. Oh, hell no. Gladys Knight and her Pick picks. One. And Marvin okay. Gaye. Okay. Marvin Gaye. Mm-hmm. But that was... Now, I could be dead wrong, but when I, when I referenced the uh, California Raisins, wasn't that the, wasn't that the copy that they, that they were using in that commercial? Yeah, but they didn't come up with that song. No, I, I know they didn't come up with the song. My question is, is the, who was actually singing the song oh, during uh, the commercial? I don't know. Okay. <sighs> with that, we're going to jump off to the other side here. So uh, I guess we'll see you there. Until then, I can tell you this much. You're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour, Quarantine Edition. On Radio TFI. Radio TFI. You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. show last week for a bunch of teenagers. And these kids carry on today, you can't tell boys from girls. I mean, the girls who wear slacks, fellas let their hair grow. I was talking to somebody, I said, look at that teenager, what's that, a boy or a girl? He said, that's a boy, that's my son. I said, sure, you knew you're his father. He said, I'm not his father, I'm his mother. <laughs> I don't know, I tell you, life isn't easy. After a while, I don't know who to believe anymore. Well, the other day I was in my bank, they got signs all over there. At this bank, you have a friend. Last month, I was two payments behind. My friend took away my car. <laughs> I tell you what, me, nothing comes easy. Nothing, you know. Well, last week, I saw my dentist. Not a beauty, my dentist. I said to him, can you put in a new tooth to match my other teeth? He put in a tooth with four cavities. <laughs> oh. 
And I'll tell you, last week was a rough week for me, you know, last week. I broke up my psychiatrist, too, last week. For the first time, I told him I got suicidal tendencies. He told me from now on, I have to pay in advance. <laughs> well, the first time I saw a psychiatrist, I felt like two cents. I was a kid. I said to him, Doc, can you help me? All day long, he's thinking I'm ugly. He made me lay on a couch, face down. <laughs> I tell you, when I was a kid, I got no respect. No respect at all, you know? The time I was lost on a beach, and a cop had me look for my parents. I said to the cop, I think we'll find them. He said, I don't know, kid, there's so many places I could hide. <laughs> and when I was a kid, my old man, he didn't help either, you know? The time I asked my old man if I can go ice skating on a lake, he told me to wait till it gets warmer. <laughs> I tell you, sometimes I can't take it no more. Well, today I got two kids and that's rough too, you know. You can't talk to kids today. My boy's birthday last week, had a little party, brought out the cake, the kid blew out all the candles. I said to him, I hope your wish comes true. He said, if it does, that's the last time you'll watch me blow out candles. <laughs> a smart kid I got, you know. Like the last time I took my kid to Coney Island, I asked him if he wanted to go in a crazy house. He told me to save my money, he'll be home soon. <laughs> Here we are out with a couple of blondes. Yeah. Hi, it's good to see you again. Uh, I've been a long you. time. I always get a kick out of coming out here. They treat you right over here. There's yeah. one place they treat you right. You know, I leave, leave the club. I close this week in a club in New York. I, but I'll be back next Monday. You just close the, Lock it up completely? I lock the whole thing up for a week. Now I'll come back next Monday night, September 9th, and tell my jokes again at Dangerfield. But it's always a kick to come out here. Yeah. I love it out here, you know. I like to go to Vegas, too, you know. Do you? I'm going to Vegas for, for a couple of days. I always go over there. You meet so many wonderful, wonderful people in Vegas, uh -huh. Johnny. No idea. Wanna, can, can, you, can you tell us about a few of them? Well, last time I was there, I met a lovely girl. Uh -huh. Oh, a lovely girl. Valerie Dubois. Valerie Dubois. Oh, a lovely girl. Valerie Dubois. In fact, she told me to call her VD for sure. <laughs> I didn't. Valerie Wonderful people out in Vegas. Yeah, really uh -huh. nice. Oh, Vegas really swings. They got the gambling there, the big Wild. hotels, the yeah. nightclubs. Oh, that's what big nightclubs they got there. Yeah. Something isn't really so different than the places I worked when I broke in. You know, a tough place. You work in that little joints, oh, right? Oh, I work tough place. You know, places like Rosario's Rocket Room. You know. Rosario's Rocket Room. Yeah. Tough, tough, tough. Dominic's Atomic Bar and Grill. Oh, that was another one. Oh, Dominic, he was tough. Ooh, yeah, he tough, Dominic. tough owner. During the show, he used to yell at the axe all the time. Yeah. Yeah, one night a guy was singing, why was I born? He yelled out, not to sing! You know, really, really. <laughs> That's a real heckler, Dominic. Oh, yeah. Bad news, yeah. yeah. Tell you, show business, you gotta get the brakes. You gotta uh, get the brakes, Johnny. I would guess so, yeah. I never got the brakes, never. Really? As a kid, I never got the brakes either, never. This has been following you all your life, you mean? I was rough when I was a kid. Yeah. I was a kid the first time I had my picture taken. The pony threw me. Another one I should have You got to try them out of town, know. right? You can't, you can't bring them in. Take them on a road to you. Take them on a road. You got to break them in. So you get the feeling you wasted your whole life. Huh? I don't know. It's not easy. I got no respect the day I was born. Really? No respect. The doctor picked me up and smacked me. I found out the nurse. She got a few in too. You know? <laughs> take a break here, but we'll we're, break. then we'll come right back and uh, find out how your health is, because I'm always interested. Comes out so much, I feel like I'm doing a magic act up here. Well, after this message of interest.
If you just happen to tune in late tonight, I guess you're Miss Doris Day, Carol Wayne, and we are just listening to the trials and tribulations of Mr. Rodney Dangerfield as, as a youngster. Sometimes I think you, you're putting me on, but you did come from a rather oh, I had a very bad rough, background, very didn't you? I was a lonely kid, too, Johnny. Oh, yeah, I lonely, lonely, huh? Even in the park, I had no friends. Really? I remember the seesaw. I had to keep running from one end to the other. <laughs> That's lonely. That's sad. I grew up, I was lonely too, and I grew yeah, up. Yeah. I couldn't get dates with girls. Girls didn't. Come... With girls, they go for a guy with looks. Everything is looks, looks, you know. Yeah. But this thing's more important than looks. It's underneath what counts soul, depth. Right. That's what's important, not looks. Now, how many times take a walk in the street, you see a tall, handsome man walking arm in arm with a short, fat, ugly girl? I never saw that. Did you never saw that at all. I never saw that. Probably had no soul or any depth there. Anything no, at but all. looks don't mean nothing. Man, I got a niece, an ugly girl. She got married. She's happy. She married an ugly guy. Right. Today they got two very ugly kids. Ugly kids, yes. <laughs> in fact, they're all so ugly in a family album. They only keep the negatives. The... I'll tell you what's more important than looks is love. You gotta have love. Love is and important. I got plenty of love in me, Johnny. That's plenty the main of love. I love a lot of things. Love. I love sports, I love music, and right. one of my kids. <laughs> How many kids do you have? I got two kids. Got two. I love my yeah, kids. Yeah, you know, I know that. Kids, of course, but our boy gives me trouble lately. Really? He's at the age you now he copies everything. He sees something, he copies it, you know. This oh. kid imitates everything. Yeah. That's why we got rid of the dog. You all right? <laughs> no, they're very impressionable at that age. The peculiar feeling is your son standing there with one leg up. Yes, I know what you mean, of course. No Great offense. Thing. But how? But I, uh, no. We didn't get rid of the dog. I was just kidding around. Yeah. That's all, you know. How's your... How's your health? Are you in good, are you in good health? health? Very good, very good. There's no love in the house. That hurts my no health. No love in the house. Sure. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me, we weren't ready to go to health yet. I didn't know. I finish, say. You know. Okay. Sure, there's no love in the house, you know. Um, you know, my wife's the easiest person to get along with. You know that. She's, yeah. Oh, my wife, you kidding me? I can tell you stories of my wife sometime. Yeah. Or else we'll have a few drinks sometime. I'll start talking. Really? When I drink, I talk, you know. I didn't. Well, my wife's a cold person, Johnny. Cold. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, her side of the water bed is frozen. <laughs> oh. Very cold. Right. I never got love when I was a kid either. Yeah. My brother got the love. No, because he was much neater than I was. My room was messed up, but I didn't care. My brother's room was in order. His towels lined up neatly, combs, brushes, hair lotions all in the right place. So what did it mean? What is he today? He's an attendant in a men's room. It didn't mean that. <laughs> it's embarrassing having your brother works in a men's room. People say, hey, Rodney, what can I watch your brother do? I don't know what to say. I tell him he's a business for himself. You know. Yeah, that's good. That's they good. say, yeah, what kind of business? A big business? Well, I'll put it this way. If you closed up tomorrow, a lot of people would suffer. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But the whole thing is, you want to be happy? Do the work you like. That's what you're going to do, the work you like. Yeah. That's important. Do the work you like. And my friend, the doctor, Dr. Vinnie Boombach. Ah, yeah, how he is he? Me. <laughs> how is the doctor? The, the doctor. important thing is never take your work home with you. A lot Don't of take guys, your work they, home. They take their work home with them. Right. There's a guy in my neighborhood, a traffic cop, a traffic cop for 20 years, Johnny. Mm -hmm. Can't forget he's a traffic cop. Takes his work home with him. It's ridiculous. Makes love to his wife. He tells her to pull over. Yeah, that's, that's bad. That's bad. That's what you mean. It's very bad. But, no idea. but as long as you have your health, I suppose health that's the Health is the most important thing. You know that, Johnny. Health. I mean, you mentioned before with tennis. I mean, you got to cut out tennis for a while. I but do, tennis yeah. is very good. When you get back in shape, play tennis. It's very good. I don't play tennis. I oh. can't play tennis. Why is that? I'm not the tennis type, you know. Yeah. Tennis, you got to be rich and come from Connecticut, you know. Hi, we're taking Dad's car. That's Deuce. You know, I can't. It doesn't fit you. <laughs> now, but tennis is good. That's how you lose weight. You know, you burn up uh, energy, you lose calories that right. way. All, doctors say all kinds of exercise is great. You burn up uh, energy, you lose calories. Right. I mean, sure. in fact, doctors say when a man likes, makes love to a woman, he burns up energy, he loses 150 calories. I made love to a girl once, I lost even more. 
I lost 150 calories, my watch and my wallet. <laughs> But you got to eat the right food. Right fish, food, fish drunk is fish. very good. Fish. Fish is fish. important. Seafood, brain seafood, food. Johnny. Yeah, seafood, brain food. very good. I know me, I love seafood. Uh -huh. I don't like seafood restaurants. Oh, really? Got no originality. You all got the same sign, you know? The fish you eat today slept last night in some bay. You know? I'll tell you, when I order fish, I'm only interested in how it's prepared. Mm -hmm. I don't care where the fish slept, if it slept, who it slept with, it makes no difference to me. <laughs> in fact, I think a fish will taste much better if it was bad morally. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> Any more fish is probably better. Fish is very yeah, good, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. I don't like classy restaurants. Those classy seafood restaurants. Uh -huh. I mean, you order lobster before they cook it. Why did I have to show it to you for? <laughs> and once I was out with a girl, and I was trying to impress her. I like this girl, too, Johnny. Yeah. I took her to a nice place, had a few drinks, relaxing. It was beautiful, right. you know? Trying to impress the girl. It was nice, romantic. It was gorgeous. And the waiter came over, you know? Are these two okay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the lobster came. I was really finished. I was trying to impress the girl how manly I was. You know, I sat in a manly position. I looked at her very manly. Right. And then the waiter put a bib on me. <laughs> I don't like classy restaurants. You don't like classy restaurants? I like to eat home. Home. Home, I don't have to worry about a tie and a jacket, nothing. You know, you want something else, no big production, but waiters, you open a refrigerator, I see what's around. Right. If I got a refrigerator home, it's, I can't figure it's very deceiving. Huh? My refrigerator, it's always full, there's nothing to eat. <laughs> we got things in our refrigerator like uh, a half a bottle of flat soda, <laughs> a cup with a broken egg in it. <laughs> this broken egg has been laying there for four months, just waiting for someone to scramble. <laughs> We have one bottle of ketchup that we use, then we have another bottle of ketchup that's almost empty. It's been there now for a year and a half. <laughs> and there's one thing more in our refrigerator, a big pot takes up a whole shelf. And the only thing that's in this big pot is a half of boiled potato. Just sit there. And with my wife, you know, since I'm married, after every meal, I hear the same thing. Finish it, I'm only gonna throw it out. Somehow I get the feeling she only gives me to eat what she's gonna throw out. What's well, really annoying with my wife, the way she serves a meal. Serves Ooh, badly? Terrible. No. I mean, you put down a steak. How do you forget the plate? <laughs> it's hard to believe, but, uh, you know, there are a lot of great comedians out there, but you, after you get done listening to a bit or to a group of, uh, a group of bits, I should say, like that, <laughs> it's hard to contest that he, Rodney Dangerfield is... Uh, was the master, if you will. That's, that's you got to throw Carlin into the equation, but Rodney Dangerfield was something else. <laughs> well, it's been, it took a little while this time, but welcome back to the second hour of the Taxi Stand Hour. Quarantine edition. Yeah, geez, I forgot we were... Yeah, I forgot that we were we haven't, in a... Uh, <laughs> we haven't been back for like 20 minutes. <laughs> By the way... That, yeah, pretty that, much. Yeah. That was from The Tonight Show. September second, nineteen seventy-four, and I, I'm 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 laughing hysterically at jokes that are what that uh, forty-five years old, forty. You know, <laughs> my goodness, that's uh, Rodney. We love, we love us some Rodney. My my my. So, you know, what was nice about Rodney though. Uh, at least in his kind well, I don't know how he was in his live comedy bits. He's one that I wish I'd have gotten to see, especially living in Vegas for as long as I did. I don't, you know, he got, he came out to Vegas quite a bit and I just too busy, too busy working my ass off out there. Somebody like Rodney, I did see him. Oh. One, I did see him one time, but 
you're, you're Rodney Dangerfield. You? Yeah, I, I've seen Carlin. I saw Red Fox. Oh, my goodness. But they are, <laughs> if you never heard Red Fox, before I go off on Red Fox, uh, the thing about Dangerfield, Carlin, they're stand-ups. They don't need, there's nothing else. What you're seeing is what you're getting, whether it's on TV whether or, or you're in, seeing them live. Uh, by the way, uh, we were starting mm-hmm. to talk about this off air. When Rodney was on The Tonight Show, Johnny Carson knew enough to just let him go. You know, he would just kind of bait the hook and let him rip. I would throw in the occasional, oh, you don't say, or yep, or, you know, how's your health, Rodney? And just let him mm-hmm. go for, you know, six or eight minutes. Uh, but Red Fox. What was, what was it during that bit there? He uh, he said something to the effect he asked, asked him about how he was health, how was his health, and he... Come up, went off in a completely different tangent. Yeah, yeah. not ready to talk about health yet. Huh? He wasn't ready. He went. <laughs> Carson jumped. Jumped. He the gun. was going somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, so Rod- Red Fox. Red Fox. So, if you're not familiar with Red Fox, you may only be familiar with him from Sanford and Son back Sanford in the seventies. Yeah. Now, Red Fox had a whole career before that as a comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to have one of they, the dirtiest oh, comedians. Oh, I'm getting there. They used to call <laughs> them party albums, party records, and people would mm-hmm. put them on. And so, my 22nd birthday, a couple of friends of mine, we got all all dressed up in our suits, and we went to the Copacabana had reopened at that point in Manhattan. We're all 22, at 23 Copa. years old. Yeah, yeah, that Copa, that, that very Copa. So the four of us. They took me out. We had, uh, I forget if we had dinner there, but we definitely went to see the show. And let me tell you, now, coarse language was not unknown to me at that time. I, uh, But to listen to Red Fox, I tell you what, I left there uh, part embarrassed, part mortified, part thoroughly entertained. But man, that man went to places. <laughs> oh man, it was, it was harsh. It was harsh. He talked about things I, that. I get it, Ed. You were embarrassed to be that entertained. I wish it. I wish that's what it was. No, man, it was. He was filthy. Talk, uh, just, just obscene. Obscene doesn't even begin to, uh, to do it, but. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! That, that Especially for for that particular time, that was nineteen eighty one. You're talking nineteen eighty one. Yeah, yeah. Well, Me? I suppose a com- a comedian could get away with a few f bombs. Uh, this was not a few f now and then. This was not a few. F-bombs. Well, this was. He could get away with being vulgar. That you know, and but he lo- was vulgar back. Right. He was vulgar back in his early career, too, no, as I remember. Nothing changed, except for when yeah, he was okay. on TV. Nothing changed. When he was out doing live performances, he did his act. and uh, That's the big one! <laughs> oh, not even close. I think, I, think, I, know. I think it's time for a little Don McClellan. Hold on. Before, oh. before you... Before you leave us there, Maestro. I've got the record spinning. Uh, I... I do have I do have a tweet of the moment here. Oh, Very short all, and sweet. By all means. Uh, this is from Jason Matheson. Uh, at Jason Matheson. He, by the way, he's a 
local news per, um, personality here. 42 years ago tonight, Dallas premiered on CBS. Hashtag J.R. Ewing forever. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> thank you for being so underwhelmed there. I, you know, hey. I don't see the connection with anything we're doing tonight. So, does it have to be? Since when do we have to connect the dots here? You you make a valid point, sir. Since when? Oh, since when no. have we ever connected the dots? <laughs> I'm going to play the record now. Play the record now. You, you want to talk us into it? Oh, okay. Don McLean, on the taxi stand hour, quarantine uh, edition. If I need to tell you the name of this song... <laughs> You need a hell of a lot more help than I do. So in the meantime, enjoy. A long, long time ago I can still remember How that music used to make me smile And I knew if I had my chance That I could make those people dance And maybe they'd be happy for a while But February made me shiver With every paper I'd deliver Bad news on the doorstep I couldn't take one more step I can't remember if I cried When I read about his widowed bride But something touched me deep inside the day the music died So bye-bye, Miss American Pie Drove my Chevy to the levee But the levee was dry And them good old boys Were drinking whiskey and rye Singing this'll be the day that I die This'll be the day that I Did you write the book of love and do you have faith in God above? If the Bible tells you so, and do you believe in rock and roll? Can music save your mortal soul and can you teach me how to dance real slow?
king was looking down The justice stole his thorny crown The courtroom was adjourned
The lovers cried and the poets dreamed, but not a word was spoken. The church bells all were broken, and the three men I admire most, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, they caught the last train for the coast. The day the music died, and they were singing bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. And them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye, singing, "This'll be the day that I die." This'll be the day that I die. They were singing, "Bye bye, Miss American Pie." Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. Them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye, singing, "This'll be the day that I die." Don McLean, American Pie, right here on the Taxi Stand Hour Quarantine Edition, here on Radio TFI. Oh my goodness. That was that was the favorite, I think. There were longer songs, but I think that was the record of choice when DJs had to get up and go wee-wee or even more. <laughs> Just, I always wondered, what was that DJ doing through that whole process? So, 754-800-CHAT, 754 if you would like to, hell, you can even call and sing along to one of the records for all we care. Sure. Why not? That sounds that sounds like a hoot. Hoot and uh, a half. Yeah, exactly. Why don't you go ahead and bring us into uh, what you were planning for us next? There, Uncle well, ne- Ed. Well, next we're going to bring a couple a couple of the golden ladies of uh, of song, Donna Summer. And Barbara Streisand. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens, this is the longest individual song that currently resides in the Radio TFI Music Vault. Enjoy. You had to carry it with two hands. Bingo.
Newfound Radio, TFI. And you were listening to, what was that, about 11 minutes worth of uh, Donna Summer and uh, and uh, Barbara Streisand? 11 minutes. No more tears. 11 minutes and No more tears seconds. and no more enough is enough. So was that, uh, by the way, uh, was that originally uh, planned like that? Or was it two separate songs they kind of glued together? It, do you it's know? one song. It is one song. It's one I song. I kind of thought so. That's the extended disco version. Yeah, I was just going to say that there's a much shorter version that gets played when it gets played uh, on the air. But Yeah. So, oh, goodness, goodness, goodness me. We're almost, we're getting close to the top of the hour here again. What are, what are we going to do? Yes, we oh, are. Oh, I know. We're going to get the we're lead gonna, out. We're going to play more music. We're going to get the lead and, out. Uh, we're going to get the lead out. Uh-huh. Please do tell. Stairway to heaven. Everybody get your air guitars out. Okay. You found, you found the Taxi Stand Hour Quarantine Edition here on Radio TFI. <laughs>
we're going to give you a little stairway to heaven there from Led Zeppelin. We're going to jump right into the last song of the night, I guess it's going to be. A little bit of Jackson Brown here in one of my favorites. Beautiful piano solo on this. The Loadout and Stay. You are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour Quarantine Edition here on Radio TFI.
Jackson Brown with the loadout and stay one of John Shannon's favorite tunes. That's going to do it for us here tonight on the Taxi Stand Hour Quarantine Edition. So, from Egan, Minnesota, adios. Give an attaboy to your frontline workers, your stock, stock clerks, and all that, including yourself. See ya!